You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. You good, Spencer? Hello and welcome to the 185th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt, almost frozen to death in Minneapolis. This is Spencer, actually frozen to death in Boston, Massachusetts. Little guy. Oh, is it like zero there, Spencer? Oh, it's been brutal, little guy. It's just yeah, been... it's been real cold. The holiday season has got me down... I can't even really get into it because it's been like single digits overnight and like oh, low wow. teens during the days. Ooh, you know what the high today was? I think it was three. <laughs> <laughs> I when I rode to work yesterday, my legs got my legs got so cold riding up park that that it was almost like they'd been iced. Like you know, if you, you ice your legs and then you get up, you know, you're like get up to mm-hmm. go uh, get another brewski, and your legs are like stiff. That's what it felt like. My legs instantly just stiffened. I wasn't even just like chilly. I just, all the energy flowed out of my feet into the ground and it was gone. So <laughs> if you had a little guy give one cold weather cycling tip to our listeners yep. as like our resident bike messenger out there, mm. yeah. um, what would it be? What's the number one tip? Uh, I don't know. I don't have some sort of super secret layers, man. I don't know. Wool. Layer? Oh, okay. Layers. Like at what? Like mittens? Like you wearing choppers? Like what? What kind of gloves? Oh, you wearing? I'm uh, always wearing mittens in this cold weather. You guys know. I've told you before. I've got those goofy uh, Jokatherm covers that are like Norwegian chemical spill gloves. I don't know. Probably for working on uh, <laughs> oil derricks like, yeah. out in the North Sea or something. There's some sort of weird rubbery compound, and I wear like mittens. You know, like nice, soft, warm mittens under these crazy things called Jokatherm. They're amazing. Okay. They last forever. The only bummer is, is you know, you're riding in the winter and you, you get a runny nose. Tim, you might not remember this because it's, what, like 150 degrees down there right now? Yeah. But, Spencer, you know this. You're riding. You got a little runny nose. You want to, you wanna, you know, rub it off your face. You know, you got the mitten usually with the little soft spot sometimes or like the little fleecy thing you can yeah. get your little nose. The jokatherms are like you've got sandpaper hands and occasionally <laughs> you forget and, or you just have like the teeniest little scratch to itch on your face and you try to do it and, yeah, it's like you just rub sandpaper on your face. It's mm. terrible. Now, are you a uh, are you a ski goggle kind of guy? Like, you know, I that, am that not. Seems- no, that seems like to be the trend. Killed. Like, there's a lot it of people the wearing trend. the ski goggles. Yeah, and I see a lot of people. Obviously, this past week because it's been super cold. But even when it was like baby cold, like it does out there in Boston right now, like 15, Oof. 20, Oof. people were rocking around Minneapolis with ski goggles. I was like, "What are you doing?" It's not because I, cool. I would wear them every now and then. I mean, my my secret, as you guys know, is just rubbing yep. the Vaseline all over yep. my face, covered um, in Vaseline, <laughs> co- cover cover that nose, slippery as can be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just sliding wherever I wanted to go, yep. and uh, the the I would wear the ski goggles sometimes. I think it helped you get through that uh, rush hour traffic too. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> little tight spot between a bus and a car. Yeah. Don't worry, just put the head down. Yeah. Now, 
Nope. I I don't like the ski goggles because I I like to have peripheral vision. I, I'm always worried I'm just gonna get you yeah. know, broadsided by a car with those things on. Yeah. I Tim, do you think that um, maybe right now, you know, like Jonathan Botters, he's probably listening to our podcast like he always is. Jonathan, what's up? Um, he's, he's one of right the dozens now, of listeners. He's sending all his GC riders into the wind tunnel covered in Vaseline just to be on the safe side, make sure that that isn't <laughs> actually make well, you faster. Because like maybe next year we'll see like super shiny, greasy uh, riders showing up to the start line. I, I don't know if, if it's Vodders <laughs> that's doing that, but this is definitely – it's um, and definitely not in the wind tunnel. I could see Vaseline playing um, a role in some of these team-building camps. That are out there, like oh. like if Bjarni Reese was still running a team, he would have his uh, team building. Uh, okay. Like, hey, uh-huh. we're gonna go play paramilitary uh, paintball shooting. Um, but sounds more know, like some, double uh, dare than, than yeah, paramilitary. Like, here's here's some Vaseline yeah. to uh, you know so you can figure it all out. Um, so, but yeah, maybe Vodders has the has a squad doing that. What if? Yeah, I like. What that. if the Vaseline comes into play <clears throat> for getting into the newest, latest technology of skin suits, like actually getting it onto your oh, body? Yeah. Like it's so tight and arrow now that uh, you just need to grease up. You know, I I think you guys are really uh, downplaying the effect of having a solid layer of Vaseline on your face when it's really cold. Now, and no, I guy, agree. I know it you works. You need to go do this. Um, I know it works. I just don't want to be 60, all shiny. It was 68 degrees today in Orlando. Ooh. I got some another riding in. I've had nine straight days of, of bike riding. It's a whole new Tim. Uh, wow. Fourth quarter Tim has arrived. And uh, guys, I, I'm I'm on track for Schwamigan 2018. Um, oh, wow. You already started training for it, huh? I, I sure hope that uh, you guys are ready uh, for the excitement. But the New Year's here. It's the holidays, that holiday time of season, and uh, we were talking about it in the podcast green room that we're surrounded by a fire hose of just horrible news within the cycling world, right? Like it, it's like no matter what happens, wherever you look, there's someone that's just trying to bring you down. And then there's all these actual cycling news uh, podcasts where they try to report as actual reporters, and we're obviously not that. So we don't have like a top 10 list of biggest things. So... We were thinking that uh, we should just talk about what makes cycling so rad to us, and there's so much that can come into this uh, conversation. And um, I don't know, did I sum it up well enough for you guys on to, to where we're going to go today? Uh, I think so. Yeah. If not, like we'll find like, our way. Like a holiday season's here, little guy. One of your favorite days is right around the corner, and of course, we're talking about January first. Like, yeah. oh my god, what team are the professional cyclocross racers on? Because yeah. Everybody changes squads for some reason in the middle of the season. I I love that. You know I love that. I like to sort of treat that like Christmas where <laughs> even if you know where your parents are hiding the presents, you don't, you know, and they leave, you don't go dig around in their closet and look at the presents. I Like I could probably look up all the new kits and figure out who's going to ride what bike come January 1st, but it's more exciting to test my knowledge of how they're shaped and how they ride and turn on the race and be like, who is that? And why are they off the front? And, and, and try to discern if it still is Vanderpool on a weird bike in a new color or, or somebody else got really fast suddenly. Yeah. Remember when, well, I think uh, we should just... when Napoleon games uh, swapped from red and white to blue and white. And I was confused for yeah. like a month for what that team was. It's, it's so crazy. I mean, Really, in any other sport, there's no other sport that does this yeah. where there's 
a race a couple days before and everyone's in one color and on one bike and then a few days later they're just on another team i mean there's no off season in cyclocross it's one night and suddenly everything could be different yeah and it's crazy it's completely nuts that so this is how it works let's and just address it. little guy like i mean vanderpool is on a new bike now he's yeah. gonna be on canyon i know I which know that, has yeah. the craziest top tube thing weird top tube down to the seat now, tube it's so it's strange looking i thought you guys would be really into this it sounds like you're conflicted because it's just I'm, goofy to, i'm not used to it yet to me it looks like essentially the old GT triple triangle, just a little bit reimagined. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of those old GTs. It's <laughs> never really been my thing. Okay, I, you know, uh, growing up BMX, BMXing as a kid, I was a horror boy. Mm. I was a um, hutch guy. Yeah, you were a hutch guy. Um, so I was being a horror boy. You know, we were like we were constant opposition with the GT people. Right. You know, it was like right. oil and water. So. Right. I don't know. I kind of like the Stevens in that they look a little more traditional. They're very shape-wise. Yeah. And and so we'll see if Vanderpool loses on the first, we're obviously going to blame the bike cuz there's no other reason well, he could lose. Is this basically. the uh I mean, how much more money to the table do you think Canyon brought than Stevens for that contract? I mean, that Canyon has to be spending a lot because it was also announced today, also another great news story. And why cycling's rad is Matthew Vanderpool is racing an entire mountain bike World Cup calendar. Yeah. So no longer is he going to be the who is that guy for two races during the mountain bike World Cup. That now you're going to have an actual challenger to the the crown, one of the yeah. uh, the main the main competitors because he'll be starting in one of the top three rows now that he's been placing well. So um, I don't know. I, Canyon is definitely going to be scoring major on this sponsorship. They've they've hitched their horse to the uh, the future yeah. of um, yeah. Benelux cycling. Yeah. Well, it's not often you get uh, you get to sponsor a small team and you get the top crosser and the you know the cross top mountain bike. Like they 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 basically could dominate two disciplines. Yeah. Which is yeah. which is no matter if they're paying a lot. Um, it's pretty good bang for your buck. Yeah. Um, I another uh, thing I wanted to say that was really cool. You guys know that I'm not the most um, tech savvy. In fact, no, I no, Tim, find myself. Tim, you're great. Uh, you're great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I cleaned my bikes today. Um, That's good. See? <clears throat> wrote down the serial okay. numbers of my bikes for the first time, so now I know exactly what I got. That's weird. But uh, as I was cleaning the uh, the moots. And I got that campy chorus on there after following your recommendation about two years ago that that was the only thing that belongs on a moots. Um, I was like, True. you know, what was a really cool week was that I was completely captivated in May when I was at New York Grand Fondo and um, they had the campy disc stuff there. And not as someone that knows anything about cycling and why it's or cycling components and why it's cool. The disc brakes from Campy actually looked kind of rad, and it makes me want to go get a cross bike set up with Campy discs, and um, it's going to be pretty rad when it's done. And I'm just saying, that was really cool, because for about a week there, Campy was back in the news (laughs) at a level that had never been seen before, and people were actually talking about it. It was a great media launch, and everything was great, and then... uh, Campy disappeared again because it's not on any OEM bikes. People are like, Campy, why would I have that? Yeah. <laughs> but man, oh. for a week there, 
the, the future looked bright. Are they? I haven't looked. So obviously, we're talking about new bikes. Are they sponsoring any more teams in this coming year in like the Road Peloton? Do you guys know? I think they're on Movistar, right? Yeah, they're on Movistar. I don't, I don't know if they're sponsoring. They on, That's a good question. They've really dropped off from a few years I ago where feel, they were on I, a ton. I could be wrong, but I feel like they are also on Bahrain, but I could be wrong. I think you're right about that. I think, I think Nibali right. only but, messes with Campy anymore. <laughs> That's nice. I mean, that's that's class. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I think there was a. F- I don't know what I was l- seeing recently. I think it was just some story that was about, you know, all these riders that retired recently and stuff. And there was a picture of Boonin at some point in his career, and it was like him, and you saw Balan in the background, and you saw somebody else. It was like three or four teams were represented. Was it and they were Honda? all. It wasn't Honda, <laughs> but but no, but it was like multiple teams in a late aughts 2000 aughts t race and everybody was on campy yeah. on more than one team yeah. and i was like oh remember when campy was not on par with shimano in terms of sponsorship but at least they were they were you know a third almost a third they, they were bigger than shram yeah and they like, might feel- they might even be equal with shram now i mean shram's really fallen off too I, shram I, got big and then but i feel like back, we're going to so. be talking a lot about shram in 2018 with the whole aqua blue yeah. one by setup that that's yeah. just going to be a conversation that you're going to see everywhere. Like, Oh, a one by set up for this team that, you know, that has Larry Warbass yeah. um, and cool looking kits. So I don't know. Anyways, I thought that was a pretty cool, uh, that got me excited about the year, you know, you know what I'm excited for with their, with them doing the one by is I hope like at one of these big races when they have the on-screen metrics and we're watching <laughs> and they've got like the heart rate of the riders and they've got the cadence. And I hope you see an aqua blue guy and like a lotto guy in the mountains. It's like a yellow lotto guy. So it's like a real schnazzy kit. Like it's like boom pops, right? You're like, uh-huh. damn, like, that's like a nice. good looking kit, uh-huh. like way better than red lotto. Yeah. Like way better than red lotto. Uh-huh. Like you'd have to be an idiot to think red lotto is better than this one. I mean, it's uh-huh. like, bam, this is a nice kit. Right. And they're riding, and you know they're both like at about ninety RPMs, mm-hmm. and then the yellow auto guy like does a little dig, cranks it up to one hundred. The the aqua blue guy it jumps to like one ten, and then it suddenly he shifts and it drops to eighty, and then he like drops <laughs> goes to one ten and he goes to eighty, and you're like oh one by sorry, <laughs> and the lotto guy rides away because hmm. his cadence smooth. Ah. Sounds feasible. So that, I like one bias. If you guys, I'm just trying to. That. It's like so. That's guessing uh, in the mountains and yeah, yeah. Like we I, don't even. I don't know who. A yellow lotto, a yellow lotto kit. Uh, Spencer. I, obviously, we're taking a little uh, uh, swipe <laughs> at you from last week's wonderful top corner draft corner jersey corner yeah. of just the men's world tour teams. We're going to do a draft of the women's world tour teams yep. when yeah. they all are released. But I got to say that uh, Red Lotto over Yellow Lotto in retrospect, complete disaster of a pick on your part. Um, now, I don't know that that's the, fair. I wouldn't call it a complete disaster. Now we, no, we it's not a terrible We hadn't video. seen the Yellow Lotto kits. And we just assumed they were going to be bad. For the last few years, they've been fine, but nothing to write home about. Um, you know, in retrospect, I probably would flip those picks, uh, but... At the end of the day, them going as low as they did and next to each other is how it should have gone. You know, one way or another. I, yeah, well. I think it's funny how um, 
Red Lotto's kit, when I looked back at their last few years, I think they've been getting worse and worse yeah. for the last three or four years. Like, they had a really good idea, and they've been adding things to it and <laughs> just messing with a good thing. That's true. And Yellow Lotto's been going the opposite way, and they almost met, but then Yellow Lotto just, just eked over yeah, it a little bit. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that, I gotta say. Um, I So, speaking of this, uh, we did a poll about mm. um, on Twitter about uh, I, don't, I don't know if, I don't I'm, know if we I did don't. yeah I don't sound know. familiar I don't so, I don't um, see it there so I know I, I swear I saw it you guys I mean you know guys know I'm not good with the tech or anything I mailed in my <laughs> submission I voted for myself uh-huh. um, <laughs> you mailed I it in I mailed it into a slow right HQ um so hopefully our our intern got that and put it on the list but I'm how how'd that go how'd that how'd that uh well, how'd that go? It didn't. It, I'll, I'll break it to you, little guy. It didn't go well. No, it didn't. It didn't. Why not? <laughs> no, it didn't go well at all. It, it certainly didn't go uh, the way uh, it was expected to go. Let's just no leave it at that. Really? And uh, and move on. <laughs> huh? Okay. Let's just say. Right. Let's just, just say. Slippery. I'm, I'm give the text. Slippery Vaseline up waters found a way to hack the system. And has <laughs> cashed in a few extra votes. I still can't uh. believe that Education <laughs> First is uh, was rewarded with that many first place votes so, um, by our listeners. We we have <laughs> but, done um, these polls after our drafts uh, many times in the past, after every single one, and I don't think there's been as big of a gap uh, from from the win to the second place. Third place is usually far distant third, but. The, that's usually me, but I think that's the, just because people don't yeah, like hearing my the voice. The full fifty percent, like, yeah, little guy with fifty percent, myself in second at thirty-one. It's like a Louisiana Senate election. It doesn't even go to a runoff. <laughs> it was brutal. It's just that he won. It was a brutal. Yeah, I totally beating. gerrymandered this district. So. Well, I think that uh, you know that that was a good good episode. Um, Spencer, is there anything on top of your mind that's uh, what, what makes cycling cool? Because I, I mean, I've got a never-ending list. I'm like. Checking it twice. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that was part of uh, part of the idea for this one was, uh, yeah, like you said, there's so many bummers we could look back on in retrospect uh, of 2017, and that's not always what it's all about, right? Like, we all got into cycling for one reason or another, and we stick with it through all of this trash for one reason or another, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just was hoping we would uh, come up with some ideas of – you know, positives can we just, can pull out of our cycling careers. Well, and I'm just going to poo-poo on all that immediately and just say one of the positives to me is all the drama around cycling. <laughs> like, there's kind of – like, hear me out on this. Mm, I don't know okay. if I'm going to be able to make this all connect, but um, you can edit this in post, Spencer, if you need to. Oh, I will. But mm. one of the best stories that made it really exciting to me that I felt like a relief was the unmasking of Sky and how horrible of a – team organization it is and how they put everything at the focus at winning that then there's like the jiffy bag story there's the chris Froome story which we don't need to get into there's all this stuff there's like the sexual harassment mm-hmm. of the uh the coaches there's so much stuff right yes and then you got the S- moscon selling of the like, kits like, outside out of the uh yeah back trunk like, of the like car or whatever <laughs> like there's so much stuff that yeah. for anybody that's been a fan of u.s cycling that knew that this was happening with postal for all those yeah. years and then Sky comes in, and they're like the good old boys, like everything's great. And then the mask came off, and for a little bit, 
as as detrimental it is to the sport, it's kind of like exciting to see like this realization happen that we have to look at the actual good stories in cycling, and there really are some good ones. Because yep. Sky was such a poo poo platter on twenty seventeen that I would just I would just want them to go all away. And they do all of this. You know what really makes me mad is they don't even have a women's team, and. Women's World Tour yeah. teams now, more and more men's teams are getting involved, like Sunweb. You have Movistar. You have so many crossover, and that's where the development of the sport is, and it's so great yeah. to see. And then you you still have the women-specific teams, uh, Cervella Bigla, Bull, uh, uh, Bulls... Doman. Uh, Doman, yeah. sorry, um, of Megan Garnier's team. Like, there, there's so much there as, as Wiggle, thank you, that is... Like, women's cycling was so exciting and so rad, mm-hmm. and then we... They have to deal with Sky, and you're like, yeah, I guess told you so, you know? <laughs> yeah. It weird. does feel like uh, every four to five years, there's some team that gets big and brings in a bunch of new fans, but there is this sort of resetting of the decks where then it's just we watch all the casual fans go away as they're like, I can't believe they were doping. And then there's just a bunch of us <laughs> grumpy old fans here being like, come on, obviously they were doping. <laughs> And then, yeah. and then it's just the same five or six folks again. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, get out of our club. I just Sky could gain so much favor if they just got a women's world tour team, in my opinion. Like, and put the money behind it that they put into the men's team. Like, all yeah. of a sudden, it would yeah. be like, wow. And maybe we would see the power behind it, and we'd have a women's tour to France, like a standalone event. I'm, I'm becoming more and more of a fan of this idea of a women's tour to France that isn't on the same week as the tour to France in July, like do a standalone women's tour to France, you know, in August or something that, you know, maybe started out as a two week event, but it's, yeah, that becomes the focus. I don't know. I'm just yeah. spitballing well, here. Yeah. Maybe Tim, you'll maybe when, so Disney and Fox are all joining hands and they're going to be in love now. Maybe um, rather than cutting Sky loose, uh, Disney will go big and there'll be a Disney women's team and Team Sky will become Disney. Oh, and you'll get. That'd be great. It'll be a magical land for you. Probably do their Speaking training, of magical training lands. camps in Orlando, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. team building exercise getting stuck on the monorail. How awesome yeah. would that be? <laughs> so awesome. So, like, the, just like my normal weekend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what what do you got, Spencer? Come on, man, you got to have something that's making you excited. Well, uh, I mean, you guys are talking about stuff that happened in 2017. I was like uh, thinking back over the over the whole career, over the whole cycling quote unquote career, and uh, and some of the things that this sport has given. Um, you know that that just makes you keep coming back, even even when it kicks you in the face, um, and. Well, the one one thing that I thought of um, that I just owe cycling, like I owe it a debt, is one time at the uh, Minnesota, I think, state championship criterium uh, at the Capitol in St. Paul. Um, Really randomly, me, I know me and little guy were there racing, but really randomly and, and... out, out of the blue, I don't think I knew this was going to happen. My dad showed up to watch the race, and he had never seen a crit before. And <laughs> he was instantly disappointed. He was instantly disappointed because you know I didn't win, but uh, I <laughs> I tried to win at, at some point during that race. But uh, you know, 
it was it was just one of these things that I was like, oh, huh. And then after that, he would ask me how the races went and like ask me like what races were coming up. And like at some point by the end of the year, he had signed up to become an official with USA Cycling and like gotten like just really jazzed on it and really involved and started like officiating races and started asking me like he would call me every couple of days and be like, ask me questions about how does the race work? What is this? Like, is this against the rules? Is that, you know, like and it was really cool. And then he got to, you know, he became one of the bigger like officials that people would see every time at, at races in Minnesota. And yeah. one of the more like fair ones that people liked, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, what's, which is cool. Let, let, me, uh, true. Let, let me, you're talking at my heartstrings a little bit here, Spencer, but I got to bring you back to reality because you know, what's disappointing about that is that he never pulled strings to hook us up with like, you know, Tim, you were like, I had to pull you because you were getting lapped for the third time in this crit. You know, couldn't he have just let it slide once? Like, he was always seeking me out to to pull me or to, like, mm, you got 35th. I'm pretty sure. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure I got 27th. Yeah. And he's like, nope, 35th. See, Tim, <laughs> I would, I would uh, argue with you because I one time got in a fight at a race. And Spencer's dad was nice enough uh, <laughs> to just give me a stern talking to and not, like, uh, you know, disqualify me from racing for a month or two. So, I mean, maybe I benefited uh, a little bit there from uh, from knowing the man. Or maybe the, it was just the fact that I still had one of his amplifiers at my house and he was worried that if he DQ'd me, I'd go home and, like, smash it or something. Stab awesome. it with a knife. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't awesome. have done it. But anyway, you know, I'm saying. He's a good official. Uh, he's a good dude. Nice. No, he's really That's got to be pretty cool. He was a good official. Uh, and, and he continued to do it, like, after I moved away from the state. Like, he really, like got into cycling and really like enjoyed it. And he started trying to watch the tour de France and stuff, but I don't think that was really his bag. Like he just liked being at the events and being part of it. And he got to know everybody and he was on first name basis with all of this whole scene that I was like part, like it's like watching somebody that you care about come into like a secret society that you, that you only, you thought you only knew about. It was, it was really cool. It's one of those. And that's one of a billion examples of like, just ways that cycling has inf- affected my life that I think that's is a, really cool. That's a good story. I, you, you really are fortunate that he wasn't officiating when you would take multiple laps off at Opus by going into the porta potty and then waiting for the field to come around on the backside of the course and jumping back in. Yeah. Cause he would have noticed, he would have been like, Hmm, well, my, my <laughs> son is not in the very back of the pack. Every time it comes around, he must be gone. <laughs> Now, that only happened once, and uh, Opus is a training race, which doesn't really matter. Oh, go away. Opus was the world championships. Uh-huh. <laughs> Same difference. Training race, world championships. Training race, world championships. I guess for for me, it's just the, uh, the amount of um, different uh, cycling disciplines there are that I have been affected with, um, affected with, affected by, um, mostly, like, 24-hour mountain bike racing. That's what really got me into the sport because it was just like, oh, go hang out around a campfire, and then every, like, three hours I get to go ride my mountain bike at night. That was pretty cool. And then we had the whole dumb uh, roller race thing that we did inside bars Mm, where people come out and watch us do uh, time trials, cold sprints. That was great. We filled those bars up, right? And then, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, we put on – we did a lot of promotion, 
And one of my favorite uh, things I'll ever take away was uh, 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 promoting a bike race, uh, a criterium, where I did all the heavy lifting. No mm. one helped me at all. Mm-hmm. And it was a great success <laughs> yeah. uh, immediately after a bridge collapsed at yeah. the University of Minnesota. So. I remember you know, that the Tim Hayes crit. I remember the that. Tim Hayes crit. Uh, the only people that helped were the NTSB, um, yeah, who uh, yeah. marshaled all of the corners for us. Yeah, and totally. uh, yeah, yeah, it was totally a great did. time. By marshal it, they drove through in their little four wheelers every couple but, of minutes and yelled at us about. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know. I just uh, and then one of the uh, the best uh, cycling moments that uh, got me coming back was uh, remember at the velodrome. Uh, we would race the velodrome every Thursday night, and they did those uh, pick the winner races. Yeah. Where, uh, you know, every, every night, you know, a different category, you'd pick like who is going to win this certain race. And if you pick that winner, that race or that one, you get like a gift certificate to Chipotle. Yep. yep. And, uh, one of my favorite moments was when a uh, little guy, I believe you actually won a race. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in like front two. of one of two in front of many people, including, um, us, yep. uh, my, my wife to be, uh, Sarah, uh, you're, you're much better half little guy, Caleb was also there and one of my favorite things was that uh no one picked you including your uh your your significant other caitlin and my mom <laughs> and your mom, my mom um, was there that day too. they were playing Nobody the odds me. Yeah. They, and you won and it was a great victory i believe it was yep. a missing out built the legend uh, was it i think and it was a well yeah i don't know what it was anyway we, yeah. were, we were all a little shocked i and was too. you got to go home with that gift certificate because no one chose yep. you and, uh, oh man, what a glorious moment that was! I bet, uh, I bet yeah. no burrito tasted better though. Oh, that was good. It came. You got chips too with it, so it was pretty sweet. Chips and guac. So I gotta say, uh, yeah. I mean, don't don't bet on me. I've only won maybe two races in my were, fifteen years. Were you hurt? Were you hurt that no one bet on you? Uh, like not, not even really, like because I mean favorite. like I'm saying like there was like a hundred people in attendance that night. I mean there was a yeah. good crowd there. How big was I mean, how big was the I mean, field though? Like fifteen people, so you really only had like a, a one in you know ten shot that somebody would. Yeah, but, well, yeah, but I've never I've never won before or since on the track. <laughs> so I mean, but you think like like speaking. some little kid would be like, oh, I like the goofy guy in the pink jersey. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, that's when I was not even the pink that. Jersey. Um, no, no, I wasn't surprised. I mean, if they if they'd seen my my previous record, and if it was a missing out, and I don't actually remember what race it was, <laughs> then it was the second race of the night, so they'd seen my performance in the warm up race, yeah. in the like Goldstone warm up or whatever. Um, so they knew <laughs> the quality I was bringing. Yeah. So they 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 were smart. They're smart. They're reading their racing form. I probably because you guys <laughs> gave me a bad rating on my power ranking. Oh yeah, that's um, true. That week, oh, and they'd man. all read up on their power rankings before the race, and they were like, "Oh, this guy's got nothing." Man, back in the days of blogs, woof. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Keep your eyes on the prize, guys, and we gotta head to a pre lap because uh, we gotta pay some bills. Jeremy Powers, you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. We'd like to thank you for listening once again to the Slow Ride Podcast. You can always email us at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter and the gram at the Slow Ride Pod. Let us know what you're thinking. Shout out some questions at us. We'd love to help you. We love also cycling rumors. So any hot rumors, <laughs> pass them over to us. Um, 
But in order to pay the bills, we've got to thank our longest-running supporter of the podcast and of the Wide Angle Podium Network, and of course, that's Health IQ. Health IQ is the place to go if you want to save some money on your life insurance because you're a healthy individual. If you're listening to our podcast, you probably ride a bike enough that uh, save some money, be an adult, get some life insurance, go to healthiq.com slash slow ride, and uh, they can help you save a bunch of money. Which then you can put towards the campy disc group and get it back in the news. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice. Yeah, Health IQ advocates for a health-conscious lifestyle. Uh, they've used s- big words like science and data to get lower rates hmm. uh, on your life insurance for health-conscious folks like cyclists and uh, runners, weightlifters, swimmers, whatever. If you're exercising four times a week, they can save you money uh, because you know, you're a lower risk. Um, so check it out. They do all kinds of great stuff. Um, like they have different ways to measure your BMI, different ways to, uh, take into account, um, family history that is not going to ding you. Um, so you owe it to yourself to take a look at healthiq.com slash slow ride. Uh, you can get a quote there. You can check out their FAQs there. You can give them a phone call, shoot them a chat or an email, whatever, you know, um, no pressure to sign up. Just uh, check it out. Learn a little bit more. Do yourself a favor. Do us a favor. They've been a, a longtime supporter, and uh, it, it really uh, it's really been a great partnership, and we think it's something you guys can benefit from. We'd also like to thank uh, our friends over at Crosshairs Radio for putting together two fantastic episodes. They just had their 100th Crosshairs Radio, and they also put together a contest to uh, provide a uh, free race entry and lodging at the Reno Cyclocross Nationals in um, Reno next month. Pretty pretty awesome, and congrats to uh, Bill on reaching that milestone and uh, the gang at the They Don't Do That in Europe, which are the guys from Bike Shop CX, Mr. David Palin and um, Scott Diedenbach. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, with confidence, too. Yeah. So um, – I was actually I have a question for the Bike Shop CX. Uh, check them out. They, uh, they like to answer our questions from Slow Ride. I was cleaning bikes today, and I had my Rafa Focus uh, mares, the, uh, the J-POW edition from the uh, Rafa years. And uh, I was looking to get the serial number on the bottom bracket shell, and there is not a serial number there. And I could not find one on the chainstay. So is there another place I should be looking? And if not, do I have a stolen bike? <laughs> Didn't you buy it from your own okay, bike shop? A, I, yeah, well, yeah, so it was an imposter bike because I bought it from Focus a, when I owned the bike shop. I have a couple of comments. One, the Rafa years are still going on with Jeremy Powers. Just, just want to yeah, clarify that. Yeah, but this that. is the Rafa Focus model, I guess. Is the glory years. Okay. Uh, I'm okay. just, just saying. Did you check the dropouts, Tim? No, I didn't. Okay. Sometimes I, should on the I? inside of that rear drop, that... You might want to check there. I don't think they're on the head tube. Sometimes people put them on the head tube. Uh, yeah. Okay. That seems to only be on like I just I looked bikes. at the bottom bracket, and it's such a big bottom bracket because it's that press fit oh, dirty yeah. garbage. And you're just like looking at it, and you're like, wow, this is a giant hunk of plastic, and you can't put a number here. Like there's ample room. It's kind of like, you did know. You, <laughs> did you really look? I mean, it could be pretty small. Oh, I looked. And... <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's not there. Maybe check again and check that bottom bracket real good. <laughs> Maybe take the cranks off and check inside. 
Okay, when I take the cranks off, is there a special tool that I need, or can I just use a flathead screwdriver? Just just use uh, like the biggest (laughs) flathead screwdriver you have, and just pry. pry Yeah, just pry the the non-drive side off, and then just hammer the other side out. It's fine. All right. Well, anyways, (laughs) Wide Angle Podium Network is supported by listeners like you. Go to WideAnglePodium.com. Learn about all the different shows. Listen to them. We got to hang out. It's going to be heading to South by Southwest. Um, you, we've got a consummate athlete laser radio just had a brand new episode drop, um, about two weeks ago. Yep. Check it out. And our kits are on order. So the wide angle podium kits are going to be coming uh, at you world tour level straight from Movistar, uh, made by Endura. Great stuff. And, uh, yeah, you know, yep. I, now little guy, you got a taste of the Endura, um, quality because, I'm yep. pretty sure you're the biggest J.J. Rojas fan I know, and that may be yep. because you're really into finishing in sixth place all the time. Oh, I so, know. That was a solid <clears throat> burn. I liked it. You know, uh, <laughs> how how is that quality of that uh, that Spanish national champion Movistar kit with matching gloves? Um, it seems really nice. Obviously, so you sent me it, and you told me it's the winter. It's the winter training kit. It's the long <laughs> sleeve with the like uh, wind blocker vest. Nice. And and obviously this is uh, south of Spain winter um, in Mallorca. Cause, yeah, because um, <clears throat> this is yeah that that early season training camp winter. So I won't be wi- riding in this kit until maybe like April up here in Minnesota. But just trying it on the other night. It's good. I'm super excited to to be a super 35 plus Fred on a group ride this summer. Show up full Spanish national kid and hopefully get well, fourth place in the sprint. I'm excited to be able to go on the uh, Tuesday night tough guy ride with you in July when I come back for the yeah. month of July. Oh, you know I'm wearing. And I'm going to bring kit. my Movistar kit. So oh, together yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna we could be the. the we could be the team Movistar uh, setup. So that pain train is going to be amazing. Yeah. No, I'm excited about that. I haven't been on one of those tough guy rides in a couple of years, so I'm, I'm, I've been on a group ride in a couple of years. So I'm, I'm excited now that I got the kit. <laughs> well, nice. And uh, with that, let's uh, let's get back to the show and uh, see what see what we got. Hi, I'm Helen Wyman, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Hey guys, um, we do not have any reviews to read this week, so this is a plea. You know, give us some reviews. Uh, we enjoy reading them, one stars through five stars. We tend to be at a five star level. Also, any emails, questions uh, you want to send, a quick shout out to Jeremy Hack, who uh, let us know that he did think that Matthew Vanderpool had a cold when uh, Vout Van Art um, beat him <laughs> so thoroughly the other uh, week. And I got to admit, with cyclocross racing this last week, it was pretty cool to see Vout Van Aert um, hang with Matthew Vanderpool for a few laps, but that wasn't the biggest takeaway of Zolder to me. The biggest takeaway is our future cyclocross world champion from America, Katie Compton, riding amazing against Sané Kant. He comes up a little bit short in the yeah. final, but it's a long con. It's yeah. a long play We're here. Still a few weeks <laughs> Katie Compton is back. Yeah. She she had a slow start. You know, she had to kind of work her way back up to that front group. She wasn't even in that front group of five or six. No, until not at all. Two two and a half laps in. Um, 
Yeah, she rode great. Do you guys think? I think that was the best race I've seen all year. I would agree. Like hands down. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was good. It was like you had Katie coming back, which I didn't even think she was going to get back at first. Like no. that front group had a big enough gap. You had Brand taking that flyer on like second and third lap, where I thought she's gone. Yeah. And then suddenly Kant just bridges up to her, and then the whole group comes back together. You got Voss back. Yep. For the first time yeah. this year, so you. You don't know, like when the race starts, like she might just dominate. Although, and she's there, but then she was kind of hanging on, and it wasn't couldn't tell. Okay, and what's then, up with Voss getting front row start though? She had come on. She they, had points. They explained that during mm. the feed. The, yeah, the all the you points, people that think this is a conspiracy, the dude. Points roll simple. on a twelve month uh, cycle, yeah. and so her points from the second half of last year added up to enough to put her on the front row. Um, okay, I think and. One more, I, one more thing, and then uh. you can see your point. PFP coming from the like back to get. Well, now I, like, now I don't have a thing. That's crazy. Thanks, little guy. Ah, sorry. I'm sorry. 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 That was in my my, my train of thoughts. I think uh, Katie yeah. had a, a, a stellar race, a great great race. But the big ride of the day was definitely yeah. PFP. Like she started last row and finished fourth and was storming. She had the fastest last. Yeah fastest lap of the day in that race on her last lap so could she have you know could she have caught him with a better row start you know now, yes i think so yeah seems like the uci commissaries fixed their mistake from the previous week that it wasn't a 32 minute race or whatever the yeah. garbage was from the previous week that now you've got yeah they nailed you it. know a full full course but this goes into if we talk a little bit about the men's race do you really need an hour? Whereas, like, if it was 50 minutes, maybe you have a little bit more priority. That's what Bill at Crosshairs Radio has been talking about, that maybe 50 minutes is the magical marker for both men and women at the same time. And it's just, like, a little bit more concise, uh, TV-friendly um, viewing. And <clears throat> I'm kind of a two, uh, two thoughts on this. One is, if, it, if we take out Matthew Vanderpool, because this is going to be his last season doing cross, probably... You know, or what? whatever. You know, he's going to be gone in two years because he'll be racing on the road and just destroying everybody. Sure. And Val Van Aert, like, 60 minutes could still be good. Yeah. Um, but 60 minutes also allowed Kevin Powell's, who had a horrible start, going into the pit in the back scrub zone, literally one of the last two people into the main section of the course, climb all the way back up to 12th place. 12th place. Where he, Pips right Stephen uh, Hyde. Hyde in a strong 13th place finish. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Pauls, what a, what a good showing for him to keep coming back. I mean, he's always yeah. consistent at Zolder, but uh, he's the old man of the group. And, I, you know, he's he's getting, gaining more and more uh, fans every day for still stay, sticking out there. I, Tim, I thought of you when I saw that when he <laughs> went into the pit right away. I, I got to say, it was nice the few times they cut to shots of Kevin – and when he was like in that total scrub zone in the back of the race and he was just, he looked bored and he was just passing people like nobody's business. Like oh. they'd go around a corner. Like lately I've come to not appreciate how good Kevin can be because you've got yeah. Wout and you got yeah. Vanderpool and they're, they're so good right now. And Kevin is maybe a third, but more like a fourth to six recently. But when he was against those guys in the back and he was just sort of like, oh, out of my way and just sort of floating around them like nobody was riding when everyone was running up the steepest parts. I mean, it was amazing. So he was he was taking the less ideal line to pass people that weren't even on their bikes. I mean, it was it was impressive. 
my favorite part of the Zolder course um, is that uh, crazy line where they're they're going off the off camber, and most people take the lower portion, and it's a right hand uh, yeah. steep climb. There's that one line that's all the way at the top by the fence, and you see a couple people take it, and you're like, that seems a lot faster, but they don't carry any speed out of it. There's just you know that that's a cool thing to see about yeah. cyclocross mm-hmm. is the difference, uh, different things that uh, you can mm-hmm. take, especially on the lines. So. Zolder was great. Yeah. Um, we do have some more cyclocross coming up. Um, well, no, U.S. Wow. cyclocross national championships coming up. I mean, so much great stuff. Yeah, I want to jump back really quick uh, uh, to what you were saying about the 50-minute race um, yeah, that okay. Bill, Bill was talking about on Twitter, and I'm sure we'll be on uh, Crosshairs Radio for ad nauseum. Um, but <laughs> I don't know that there needs to be – a 60 minute men's race and a 50 minute women's race or a 45 minute women's race or whatever it is. Like, I, I don't know why there's that separation. It seems to me that the point to make is that 50 minutes is the ideal amount of time for a, for both. a cycle across race. Like that gives everyone yeah, yeah. enough time to get their start sorted out, have some tactics go on and then play out the finish. You know, like that is, that is, you know, there's no intermission in that in that play. You know what I mean? Like, whereas with the men's races now, it's a bunch of action in the beginning. You take a lap or two off, and then there's a bunch of action at the end. You're just kind of cutting out that middle so bit. I would say, and maybe I wasn't clear, I think both men and women at 50 minutes is the ideal solution. No, I know, I I know that's, that's what you said, yeah. but I think people should think of it less as taking 10 minutes away from the men as it is a, a correction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, we've been doing this wrong. 50 minutes is the ideal time. Like that is how we get the most exciting race possible from whatever field happens to be racing. You know what I mean? Aside from beginners, cat fours have 30 minutes. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I like racing an hour, but I see your point. It's valid. Uh, little guy, any, uh, thing on your docket that we haven't hit, um, this week on the slow ride podcast. I mean, I could bring us back to Bomberville and talk about the guy who quit Israeli cycling team or Israeli cycling academy because he's Turkish and he was getting a lot of seemed like a lot, a lot of, of flack back yeah. at home. Uh, it was definitely uh, a sad Trump story. moved the embassy, and that was a bummer. That that sort of ties in just to the like usually cycling is a place we go to not think about all the terrible stuff happening in the world politics. And uh, lately it's been sneaking in occasionally. And, uh, and here's literally a guy that's in the middle of it because he's, uh, you know, from Turkey, uh, Muslim, and then into a uh, uh, the, the Israeli-based team. And it was like this great news story for uh, a couple yeah. of days there about how it was like the peace across borders. And then like he talks about in that article, I believe it was on Cycling News or Cycling Tips about how – you know, his family was just getting run through the ringer because yeah. of his affiliation with the cycling academy. And you're just like, oh man, such a, a downside of the story that was so positive there for a while. Yeah, it had so many levels. It was just obviously personal for him too. I mean, he was on a team that was moving up too, so he was. It wasn't just like that. He off a team. He's off a team that was like moving up to a higher division. So he was getting yeah. a shot to go big and like. Mm-hmm. And it, and it was like he wasn't just taken because of his points either. You know, like that's no. even for all those years that would happen. And um, for some of the and riders, AG, from, AG2R was hiding yeah. Iranians. Yeah, the the Iranian national champion that had all the um, UCI Asia points, and he would be able to. Uh, and then he never 
race. <laughs> they would never take him. Um, yeah, it was a definitely a, a bummer story. I, I don't like to always be in Bummerville. Um, so if you can get me out of Bummerville with something positive, that'd be a pretty rad, uh, rad experiment. Uh, uh, <laughs> I tell you, it's cold here and it's warm where you are. Um, uh, wow. Hey, so, um, you know, guys, we, uh, we have this big challenge coming up with, uh, our mountain bike racing at Schwamigan. The greatest of all mountain bike races. Uh, Yeah, September 15th, 2018 in the north woods of Wisconsin, Hayward, Wisconsin. Uh, Registration opens January 1st. It is now a lifetime event, and that registration is capped at 3,100 people. And that that registration is going to fill up. So if you're planning on racing cyclocross, January uh, January 1st is your registration day for arguably the biggest mountain bike race in the Midwest. Um, yeah. Won by many people, including uh, I believe Jonathan Page at one time won that race. So uh, it's going to be Greg uh, Lemond won it too. Yeah, Greg Lemond, Gino Oberpiller. So pretty Good soon, bargain. Tim Hayes is going to be the uh, hmm. maybe not the winner, but will Great be the job. winner of us. Because as I was saying earlier, nine straight days of riding, hundreds of miles under my belt. It's a whole hundreds? new Tim. Really, I am I am getting ready to uh, to throw down and. Um, Working I'm on excited. a bike, working on a, a bike setup that is going to blow you guys out of the water. But uh, make sure you get your registration in because last thing I need from you guys is to go. Oh, Tim, you registered, your check cleared, <laughs> and then you guys did not register. That would be a horrible mm-hmm. thing. Well, I'll, I'll I'll definitely be there. Don't worry. I'm very excited to race you guys. It's been a long time since the three of us have raced against each other. It's true. All of us. That's true. We've been now, at the same races, but it's been a long time since we've all been, uh, you know, on the start line together. Now, my my dad, a supporter of the network and uh, podcast, was uh, listening and uh, to your guys' plan of allowing me to camp out the night before <laughs> to secure our starting spot on the grid good in plan. the first yeah. row. Yeah. Well, we hung um, out with your dad. The- <clears throat> while, while you hung out with them at the, uh, you know, the Slow Ride Podcast headquarters. And um, he was kind of into that idea. It was a little disappointing. Uh, I thought maybe uh, he'd give me some support. Uh, but no, he's like, you know, Tim, it's really important that you get that solid starting position in the yeah, front. True. So yeah. make sure you get there. Uh, you know, we can give you a camping chair, um, you know, maybe uh, maybe some hot cocoa and a Yeti. Mm-hmm. But uh, right then, you know, that's that's kind of on you. And one of the coolest things about Schwamigan, and I've never participated in Schwamigan, but that I've always seen is the ATV rollout that they do. And yeah. so where you have the ATVs in the front that keep everybody behind this like rolling mass down main street Neutral through town situation. Yeah. Into the double track. <clears throat> and you know, I'm already trying to figure out what my gearing is going to be. Cause I'm just going to blow you guys out of the way. Like you guys aren't even going to see me after the start. Like, I you know, know, cause I'm going to be so far. Well, I mean, that part's I mean, true. Yeah, I was that, kind of planning that's a hundred percent true. I'm not going to see you after the start. For sure. So, so Schwamigan's coming up. I got one wheel that I'm looking for, and it's not yours. I'm sorry, Tim. Well, I, I'm telling you, the, the Schwamigan uh, weekend is going to be a great time when uh, when we're up so, there uh, uh, throwing down. So, Tim, are you uh, you going you going one by you going tram Shimano? What's your build? What's your build going to be like? You giving away any secrets? Well, I'm trying to get. Some I'm not going to be using campy mountain bike gear. That's probably um, good. And oh, I'm gosh. not going to be racing. Right. I got to get on speed. And they're not going to be racing single speed, so uh, I, I will probably be going with a Shimano setup. You know, maybe 
I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll slum it and go down to a one by. Depends should, uh, on uh, should, depends on what, what what's going to work uh, with the bike. Should reconsider the single speed uh, platform you have there, and uh, you know, really, uh, you know, step your game up. Show them who's boss. Uh, yo, yeah, you got. You guys want me to do single yeah, speed? Yeah, that'd be really uh, a big challenge for you. You know, you're getting, getting in the miles. You've been pro- proving your worth. It's nah, a smart play. I mean, and I mean, yeah. oh, well, Liz, oh, the bragging rights after you crush us? Jeez. Yeah, it's I know you guys real. want me to do that, so then you guys can beat me. But, um, yeah. I'm going to be you know, I, It will be interesting to see what the handicap is on the finishing times between the three of us. And uh, now... Is Schwamigan technical? I'm pretty sure it's not a very technical mountain bike race. There's a lot of double tracks. So that's what I've been told, but I've never. I've done been it. talking no, to either. Jordan Cullen, who's won the uh, the uh, the short and fat race, and he said it's not very technical. So hmm. yeah, I think that's probably why well, it's good could for win. all of us because yeah. none of us are exactly so. wizards with the mountain bikes. This is going to be great in September. We're all getting together. Hayward, Wisconsin. We'd love to have some uh, friends of the podcast show up. If you're in Wisconsin, if you're in Minnesota, if you're in the Upper Midwest, this is a race you do not want to miss. Unless, it is a legendary race. Unless you're in Michigan. And let's, you know, let's be fair. There isn't even a race in Michigan that comes close yeah, I mean, to no, Schwamigan. Michigan, close. I know you guys have probably heard of mountain bikes. Maybe come check it out. Come over to Wisconsin. Check it out. Yeah. yeah take the ferry across. Yeah. Do that or drive through the UP and you'll be pretty much in Hayward. So uh, anybody, this is the race you want to do. It is a uh, – in the long run, it will become a uh, Leadville qualifier. So it is going to become a uh, part of that series um, now that Leadville is owned by Lifetime. So this is the first year of it being like the full-blown Lifetime event up in Schwamigan. So it's going to be a uh, – I, I can't miss. And we're going to be there on the front row. Yeah, it's going to be a Tim Hayes bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited I'm to start training for real. I want to. And yeah, uh, we need to. We need to figure this out. I think we need to start with some stock frames. Get our get us each on a, a, like a. Sh- should we a do chassis, a formula? A chassis that matches, and then see how the builds go from there. Should we do so? We should do like some it. like formula racing, where basically we all have the matching frame, and then we build out. Right. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I think that's so. Little guy, I'm going to assume that you're going to go with tubes in your uh, tires. I mean, I don't know. I don't understand how tubeless works. So. Yeah, it doesn't amazing. work. You're just going to want to do tubes. It. It's going to be yeah. just tubes. Tim. I'm also going to go with the thumb shifters, too. I'm on, so. team, I'm on team Tim now. <laughs> You're not going to do twist shifts, like the grip no, shifts, and then when I you pull like up your that. front? Donna loves that stuff, but I'm not into that. It's a, well, it's fine. I've used it. One, it's fun. But I, I like thummies. The one time I used grip shift um, for my uh, the mountain bike, I pulled up to jump up on a curb, and I shifted. And uh, I was like, oh, this is horrible. Well, so, so I've always made fun of the grip shift. Spencer, you know this. Oh, we yeah. always made fun of Absolutely. our, our Matt McDonough because he seems to be into all the highest tech stuff except for when it comes to shifting. <laughs> yeah. He is tried and true grip shift only. Um, but when we were in Vermont, uh, 2016, yeah. a little over, over a year ago, um, doing some mountain biking, I borrowed one of his bikes, grip shift, and – I don't know. Got to say, it worked. It was nice. Uh, it was intuitive. I thought I would shift accidentally all the time, and I never had a problem the whole weekend. So, so when you say thummies, little guy, because the, there's there's shifters on mountain bikes that also have like it's the trigger. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't like and the then a thumb stuff. So you want you want on. two buttons to use with your thumb. No, I just want like well, a so you, like a you got like a like a friction thumb shifter on the uh, on the right side. You're gonna <laughs> on the right side. You're gonna have your 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 shifter for the uh for the cassette up and down the cassette right 
But on the left side, you're going to have one button for to lock out your fork and another button to drop your dropper. My what? No. Wait, because you're running a one by. Uh, Yeah. yeah, Do you you think you really? I don't think we need to have a dropper at this race, guys. I don't even know how to use a dropper. I'd be afraid that I would start and accidentally press the dropper and then not get it back up. Yeah, that's what she said. (laughs) Um, I I don't even know if I need suspension. Do I need suspension for Schwamigan? Uh, we, here's the thing we don't know anything no we don't race. we, we have don't know a lot anything. of research to do we know what happens we know we know that we know when it people is. that are way faster than us have won a uh, mm-hmm. won this race yeah um greg lamont and greg lamont he's faster than us <laughs> doug swanson yeah um uh I, i'm gonna have to corner doug at a, at a race this year if he shows up to a race and has joe parkin won this it? race to me I think probably, Parkin won it a couple probably, times. Probably, yeah. Do you guys think Hincappy ever won Schwamigan? No, he hasn't. I wonder if he's ever done it, though. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Slow Ride Podcast <laughs> and following along on our Schwamigan adventures. Mm-hmm. Uh, email us at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com for any questions, advice, rumors that you may have. We'd also like to thank those that have left a review and rating on iTunes. Um, please go out and uh, spread the word about the uh, podcast. We do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Always wave at your fellow cyclists. Since I've been out there riding a lot lately, I've been doing a lot of waving. And, you know, it brings smiles to people's faces, especially when you wave at people that aren't wearing spandex that are starting to maybe expect a wave here or there. So uh, it's always a joy to bring, uh, you know, riders that are wearing spandex. You look like a roadie, and then you're waving, and they're like, wow, not all roadies are jerks. It's a good way to uh, get people involved. So there you have it. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Matt in Minneapolis. This is Spencer in Boston. And you got to thank BK1 of Rhymesayers Entertainment. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.